It was raining here yesterday morning and I was up and ready to take the day on. And as I was putting my shoes on, a nursery rhyme came to mind. I'm sure you all have heard of it. It's raining, it's pouring, the old man is snoring. He went to bed and hit his head and couldn't get up in the morning. And then I had a light bulb moment. Wait a minute. Why couldn't he get up in the morning? What was wrong with him? Did he not want to get out of bed? And if so, why didn't the necessary rhyme just say he didn't want to get out of bed as opposed to he didn't get up in the morning unless he died or unless he was in a coma? What the hell happened to the old man that he could not get up in the morning after his head injury? And then I thought to myself, this is really interesting. This deserves a deep dive. But before I did the deep dive, I kept thinking of... All the other nursery rhymes that are so sweet and innocent that I hear all the time, that I've heard, that I've grown up hearing, that I'm sure most of you have been singing along with them, dancing along with them. They're all happy memories of a time when we were innocent and naive. And when I did my due diligence with finding out more about these nursery rhymes, boy was I glad we were innocent. Because here's the thing, as a 25-year-old adult, Hearing this nursery rhyme, the first thing that comes to my mind is, hold up, why did he not get up after his head injury, right? But a five-year-old me listening to this was like, he was having a cozy time in his bed in his warm blanket and he didn't want to get out and deal with the really crazy, shitty, rainy, cloudy day outside. That makes complete sense. And look at how innocent we were. That the thought of him even not having other circumstances that didn't let him get up in the morning doesn't even come to mind. Can you imagine if we were not so pure and innocent? These nursery rhymes that we listened growing up would probably really mess us up if we knew the meaning. And that's my segue into letting you know what this episode's all about. We're diving into the deep and actual really dark depths of everything that you thought you knew. We're going to explore than the sinister underbelly of the sweet, sweet and innocent world of nursery rhymes. You need to grab some tea, maybe a blanket, a box of tissues, whatever you need to prepare to have your childhood memories completely shattered. Let's start with the most famous one of all. Well, not the most famous one of all, but let's start with Humpty Dumpty. Now, we all know Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. But what happened to poor Humpty after that fall? Did he survive? Did he make a full recovery? Or was it just the end for him? With some digging, I found out that Humpty was actually a notorious egg thief and his fall was a result of a daring heist gone wrong. I'm just kidding, but this is definitely a better and a more wonderful explanation if the world was perfect. But according to historians, Humpty Dumpty wasn't a real person, nor was he an odd, fragile, egg-shaped thing. It turns out it was a cannon owned by the supporters of King Charles I. Humpty Dumpty was used to gain control over the city of Colchester during the English Civil War. Once in Colchester, the cannon sat on a church tower until a barrage of cannonballs destroyed the tower and sent Humpty into the marshland below. The cannon was beyond repair and could not be put back together. But Humpty remained the cannon that inflicted fear in many. All right, 
that wasn't as bad as we thought or as bad as I thought. Let's move on to Baba Black Sheep. Now, this is something I would not have guessed, but this nursery rhyme is about medieval wood tax imposed in the 13th century by King Edward I. Under the new rules, a third of the cost of a sack of wool went to him, another went to the church and the last to the farmer. Thus, nothing was left for the shepherd boy, who, you know, usually cry down the lane. Black sheep were also considered bad luck because their fleeces could not be dyed, and so they were worth less to the farmer. And so this rhyme is basically a tale of misery and woe. Well, that's kind of sad. But in uh, other news, I actually rapped to this song, to this poem, Baba Black Sheep. A little side story, backstory. Back in, I think I was in year nine... My classmates and I went on a camping trip and part of the camping trip at night is we have a bonfire and we all sit and have a talent show. So you could perform in a group, you could perform yourself and well since I didn't really have many close friends I performed myself and I rapped to Baba Black Sheep. I went Baba 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 Black Sheep. How do you any wool? Yes, yes, three minutes full. I don't remember what the rest of the rap was like, but I'm sure you can guess the words that I rapped. Uh, good times. Had I known this was where the nursery rhyme came from, I probably would not have sung it or rapped it. I had no idea that this nursery rhyme about a sheep would be so political, but at least I know now, right? And another one that I so innocently played was Ring a Ring of Roses or Ring Around the Rosy. Now, I've, I've actually never sang the other version, which is Ring Around the Rosie. But Ring a Ring of Roses has been a really, really fun nursery rhyme that I sang all the time. My friends and I would hold our hands and, you know, dance around in a circle. It would be fun. But probably would really want to reconsider the you, you, we all fall down. Because it literally means falling dead. And here's... One interpretation which suggests that the rhyme may have been about the 1665 Great Plague of London. The rosy is a rash that covered the ones who contracted the disease. The smell of which they tried to cover up with a pocket full of posies, which was basically a practice that they did of carrying herbs and flowers to ward off the sickness. And the ashes were cremated remains of the deceased. And well, we all fall down. Sort of speaks for itself, don't you think? I'm kind of really regretting this decision of researching these rhymes because boy oh boy am I opening a door to misery I am now but I'm glad I have the rest of you going on this journey with me let's go to rockabye baby now when I hear rockabye baby I think of the song by Sia rockabye bye or something along those lines but I do remember rockabye baby on the treetop and one of the theories out there of the origin of this song is that it refers to events preceding the Glorious Revolution. The baby in question is supposed to be the son of King James II of England, but was widely believed to be another man's child smuggled into the birthing room to ensure Roman Catholic heir. The rhyme is laced with connotation the wind maybe the protestant forces blowing in from the netherlands the doomed cradle which would represent the house of stuart the earliest recorded version of the words in print contained the ominous footnote 
This may serve as a warning to the proud and ambitious who climb so high that they generally fall at last. Damn, proud and ambitious, huh? Cool. That's a nice warning to have, you know? It's also another another theory where the song has come from comes to America, where its origins are still as dark, but the song is basically said to have originated during the colonial times in America. And it's about a mother putting her baby in a cradle that is hanging from a tree while, you know, a tornado rages outside because that's a normal thing in America. Tornadoes just rage outside all the time that they actually had to come up with a song for this. But the mother then prays that the baby will be safe, even though it's obvious that they're in really, really great danger. And the song was written as a warning to mothers about the dangers of putting their babies to sleep in cradles that could be easily rocked away by the wind. It's a really terrifying song. If I had a baby, I probably would not let it leave because I'd be scared that the wind would come and push it away. Hey, but that's just me, you know? That's just me. Then we have the three blind mice. I honest to God thought this was a really nice representation of a friendship, but I was really, really wrong. Really, 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 really wrong because unknown to many of us, particularly me, the term Bloody Mary and the rhyme Three blind mice actually have one thing in common. They refer to the same ruthless person, which in this case is Bloody Mary, or I'm sorry, Mary the First. So the farmer's wife depicted in this rhyme is Mary the First, the daughter of King Henry VIII and the Catholic Queen Catherine, who ruled England from 1553 to 1558. I really feel like I'm in my fifth in, year, in my fifth grade history class because I learned all of this stuff. Up you know, obviously not the nursery rhyme stuff, but how King Henry VIII had Mary his, as his child with his, I don't know, second, third wife, Catherine. And then Mary came to become Bloody Mary. And so the next point comes in. She is known as Bloody Mary because of her atrocious acts. She ordered the torture of and execution of many Protestants during her short-lived reign. On the other hand, the three Blind mice referred to in the rhyme are three Protestant noblemen who were charged of secretly planning to kill Mary, Queen Mary, sorry. And they obviously were unsuccessful because they were found out and then burned at the stake for treason and hearsay. But it was mistakenly believed that she also blinded and dismembered them as the rhyme goes. But like as if being burnt alive wasn't horrid enough. Damn, Mary, you gotta chill, dude. And then we have the favorite of them all. Jack and Jill. And for anyone who's tuning in for the first time, my name is Jill. Uh, Jill, as many people say. Just spelled differently, it's J-E-E-L and Jack and Jill is J-I-L-L. So I often imagine myself as the Jill in Jack and Jill. And obviously, a lot of the kids from school would tease me with Jack and Jill. And so I kind of just associate myself with this. But after finding this out, I think I'm good. No, no, no. I think I'm really good. So the roots of the poem are so dark that they should actually not be allowed anywhere near children. Jack and Jill are actually Franz Lewis's and his wife, Mary Annotette, who were convicted of treason during the French Revolution, otherwise known as the Reign of Terror, and basically beheaded. Jack or Louis lost his crown i.e. his throne and his head. And Jill, which is Mary, his wife, head soon came tumbling after. So just to make sure you understand this complication of the names and just so that we can take a second to put this through our brains, Jack and Jill were actually people 
who were beheaded and Jack lost his crown, which was his head and was thrown down and then Jill's head came tumbling off. So cool, 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 cool. As uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine's very own Jake would say, cool, 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 cool. I'm just gonna move on to my mind is falling down. But for now, let's just move on to London Bridge is falling down. This one actually has several theories behind the origin of its rhyme, but the one that really stands out to me specifically, and I'm, I know to a lot of other people out there on the internet, is the one about human sacrifice. So it's believed that a bridge would collapse unless a human sacrifice was buried at the foundations. Obviously, that belief makes complete sense. Why would we not believe it? All right. Anyway, the practice is called immurement, which is a practice of entombing someone within a structure where they slowly die from lack of food and water and panic attacks and air and come on building the structure in the like no I'm sorry I'm having a little bit of trouble breathing right now and you know what makes this so much worse is that a game is played while singing the song I don't know if any of you have ever played London Bridge is Falling Down where you and a friend are holding hands form an arch and others just run underneath till the song is ended and whoever was left at the end, was trapped by the hands of the two forming the arch. Does that sound creepy now? Because I certainly think so. Boy, was I caught under that arch many times. Many, many, many times. Many, 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 many times. All right. I'm hoping that there's something lighter out there, but really there is not. There's no nursery rhyme that's just a nursery rhyme. I think we need to establish, or I think we need to go to people who create nursery rhymes and make them popular and and just have a seat and just be like, you know what? I think we need to banish and bury all of the rhymes that have existed from this time and come up with new ones that, that are actually as sweet and innocent as the kids that we sing them to, as opposed to this, because let's go on to Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Now, the Mary referred to this rhyme is Mary the First. Again, seriously, Bloody Mary needs to just relax for a second. So. Obviously, her dad was Henry VIII. And if you know anything about Henry VIII is that he had a lot of wives. He just wanted a son and all of his wives kept either not being able to produce babies or just produced girls. And so after Catherine of Aragon, which is Mary's mother, King Henry VIII wanted to marry Anne Boleyn and petitioned the Catholic Church for a divorce time and time and time and time again and was obviously refused because this is like way back in the day. So he sort of isolated himself from the Catholic Church and created the Anglican Church. As a result of this, England was, at the time of Mary's reign, divided between Catholics and Protestants. When Mary came to the throne, she wanted to convert England to Catholicism again, going contrary to England's wishes since most of England was happily Protestant. Her short reign from 1553 to 1558 was marked thus by the execution of thousands of Protestants like we just heard from the three blind mice who were actually Protestants as well. But the silver bells and the cockle shells that are mentioned in the rhyme are actually torture devices from her time. And the pretty maids in a row, no, 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 no. They weren't just pretty maids in a row. They were pretty women, hundreds of women that were burnt at the stake for the crime of being Protestant. Just because they were Protestant, because their previous king, you know what, let's not, clearly Ma Bloody Mary's not going to listen to me right now, so that's fine. But it's creepy that a bunch of nursery rhymes are based off of her cruelty, her horrid 
behavior to say the least i just cannot understand this now this isn't a nursery rhyme so that's fine but i don't know if any of you have heard of the bloody mary bloody mary bloody mary stuff where you go into a bathroom mirror and say bloody mary three times and she'll appear yeah 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 that freaked me out i was freaked out by that i never did it i don't believe it I don't think it's true. I don't think you can go to the bathroom and bathroom mirror and just, you know, say, look at yourself and say, bloody Mary, three times and she will appear. I don't obviously believe that. I mean, no, I'm sorry. I'm just babbling right now, but I'm not going to do that. I don't want to risk it. Even if there's a 0.0000001% chance of it's happening, hell to the no. I'm not going to the bathroom to bring, we just heard from the rhymes. No, I think she needs to stay wherever she is and just not come. We just really don't want to see her. And we want to stop our children, the next generation's children, to seeing these nursery rhymes. Let's not pass it on to the next generation. Let's just stop it at us so that we don't mess up the kids when they find out about this in the future. Because my mind at this moment is uh, is questioning a lot of things, as it should, but it's questioning a lot of other things that it should not question. And I'm hoping yours is too, because as we've seen, and this is just the tip of the iceberg, I have not gone into like insane detail. There's so many more. Basically, a lot of children's literature has a very dark origin. And nursery rhymes are just seem to be a part of long-standing traditions of parody and popular political resistance to high culture and royalty. And this is what I found is the most rational explanation of why we chose nursery rhymes to talk about these things or to remember these things or whatever it is. But this is something that is only and only acceptable for back in the day, not now. Because now we know these truths and we still sing these nursery rhymes as opposed to back then. In a time when caricaturing royalty or politicians was punishable by death, nursery rhymes, you know, sort of proved a potent way to smuggle in coded or thinly veiled messages in the guise of children's entertainment. So in largely illiterate societies, the catchy sing-song melodies helped people remember the stories and crucially pass them on to the next generation, as they should, because they need to be aware of, you know, all the history that has happened. And whatever else may be, nursery rhymes are honestly a triumph of the power of oral history if like clearly we've not seen because these nursery rhymes have passed from generations to generations to generations and clearly the children that merrily sing them today have completely remained oblivious to the meanings contained within and i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing is where we can pass on this this history again but we don't really live in that culture or that society anymore where we need to have these hidden messages and catchy melodies that people really know of but I think I'm gonna stop with that and just let you all process this if you have any other versions of these nursery rhymes that you've heard of please go ahead and leave a comment or hit me up you know what because I feel like I've just unveiled the truth I've taken off the filter and we can see the picture clearly But until then, let's stay positive and keep your sheep close.